0: You're listening to an audio sermon from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So this morning, I want to share again a message of hope with you guys. You know, when you look at the Bible, sometimes people feel condemned when they read the Word. But the the actual purpose of the Word, we know that the Word of God says that it's there for reproach, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness and all those things. But the Word of God is also there to build us up. And this morning's message is, is again a message of hope. That when we hear this message and we make it part of our lives, we know that we can be better off after receiving the word than before. So unless you conquer the past, you cannot step into the future. So unless you conquer the things in your past, you will never be able to tap into the good future that the Lord has planned for you. Why do we say that? Because the Past, Our past is a place of defeat and failure. It's a place where we made many mistakes. It's a place before we entered into being born again. Before we became one spirit with the Lord. Amen. So our past is over. That's also the sermon topic of today is our past is over. And today we want to share with you out of the word why it is so important not to forget about the fact that your past is over. Not to forget about the fact that and the facts that the Lord Jesus Christ did for us to ensure that this past is actually now over. So this word is instruction today, but it's also a word that will encourage you to know that as you go forward, you will never have to refer to your past again. So Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, has given us new life. And the only way that you can get new life is when you are born again. That means when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, You give that full commitment and dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you are born again. And when you are born again, we know that you also receive the Holy Spirit. So if there are things in your life that Satan is holding against you, any of those strongholds, we know that the Holy Spirit is the only person that can help us to overcome those things of the past. So we need the Holy Spirit in our lives like we never know we need him. So oftentimes, we disconnect ourselves from the Word, from our prayer lives, from praying for others, interceding, etc. When we do that, a break in prayer is a break in faith. And a break in faith is a break with God. Amen? So that's why it's so important that we stay there so that we can conquer these things in the past and move into our good future. So when you look at these strongholds in our lives, whether it's fear, whether it's condemnation, whether it's you feeling inferior about something, like an inferiority complex. It is a stronghold that the devil actually has on your life. And in order for you to start breaking this stronghold, you have to step and act in faith to be able to break those strongholds. And you need the Holy Spirit to equip you to break these strongholds. So these are all branches of the works of the devil. So the devil has the power to refer to your past, but he's got no hold over your future. And we're going to go through the scriptures to show us that as well. So when we want these branches, we know that the Bible talks about the root of bitterness. Okay, So it starts at the root. And as the root starts getting stronger, the tree gets stronger, the branches branch out, and then we start seeing the fruit manifest. But by the time the fruit manifests, a lot of things have already happened with the plant. So now if we want to change that root and change the fruit, it has to start right at the beginning. So that's when you get born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, you make yourself one with the Lord Jesus Christ. You spend time in the Word, you pray, you live a holy life. Amen. You live a life of righteousness and it's that life of righteousness that can help you with the Holy Spirit to combat these things, the branches that Satan has now put into your life. So what we need to do is we need to cut those branches off. Like the Lord says, there's a pruning. You know, there's a pruning when the Lord trims us. You know, it's, it sort of hurts, but it takes you in the right direction. So we want to prune all those bad branches off as the work of the devil. Now we know that to counter the work of the devil, you must be born again. So let's quickly look at one scripture. It's 1 John 3 verse 8. So we just spoke about the works of the devil. Now we want to show you in the word of God how you act against the works of the devil. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. So this is a way for us. So what does the word say? If you want to destroy the works of the devil, you need God in your life. Verse 9 says, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Amen. So this is what the, the, the word of God says, what we must do to destroy the works of the devil. So the first thing is, you are born of an incorruptible seed. So when you and the Lord, when you give your heart to the Lord, it says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. So whether you like it or not, you are one with Christ. Amen? And that oneness comes from an incorruptible seed. And it says here in the Word that once you've become one with this incorruptible seed, your spirit can never sin again. So when you get born again, we all know you're a three-part being. It's body, soul, and spirit. All of those get renewed when you get born again. But in order for us to be able to not sin based on the joining of us with the incorruptible seed, it says here we must remain in righteousness. So that is the key. You have to remain in righteousness to make sure that you do not fall back into your sinful nature again. Amen. Right, so that seed in you is then incorruptible, but the challenge is when you're born again, you cannot do the things that you used to do before you got born again. Many of us have issues, all of us have issues from the past, all of us, not many of us, all of us, because we all sin, we've all sinned and fallen short from the glory of God, amen. So we now have to look, each and every one of us have to look into our past only to do one thing, and that's determine, to determine what those things were that you have to avoid going forward, whether it's alcohol abuse, whether it was being abused by someone else, you know, there's heart sore, bitterness, uh, anything that was holding you away from the Lord Jesus Christ and keeping you away from the Lord Jesus Christ, those things are the things that the devil will come and test you again. So the devil will come and say, I know he's got an alcohol problem. He's born again now. Maybe I can create the impression that he can go and, you know, go to a bar and go and talk to people about the Lord. And then he starts walking closer to the sin. The pastor taught us, he says, if, if you had an alcohol problem, you don't go and minister to people in a bar. That's why the church is here. That's why you can have a formal outreach, something that's organized in the way of the Lord, that you can go there. So don't look at the past. The past is defeat and failure. The past is Egypt. Even the Israelites, as they went out of Egypt towards the promised land, they look back, oh man, we loved the meat there back in Egypt, you know. We're so hungry, can we not just go back? They, you know, they were moaning and complaining and murmuring, you know, towards Moses. So, so that thing of looking into the past is a thing that can grip your heart. We must just make sure that we avoid the journeys to the past. Amen. Good, so you cannot go back. You have to recognize sin for what it is. So if that very sin ensnared you before you got born again, Be super aware of it going forward in your life. So now we can read from 2 Peter 1 verse 9. It says, For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So what do we say? We're saying that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross is that very power that enables us to be cleansed from all our old sins. So your old sins, the things of the past, Jesus died for even the things that you're still going to do wrong. So the sins that are still coming, Jesus died for every sin. So when we say that I can't take this anymore, man, this thing is calling me back into my past. When you keep referring back into your past, all you're saying is Jesus Christ died for nothing. So if you declare that you you don't want to get rid of your, your past, you want to latch on and camp there in your past, all you're saying is that all the work that Jesus did on the cross was for nothing. So it's important for us to then realize that our hearts and our mouths have to be aligned with the Word of God. And that's why it's so important that when we see sin for what it is, that we will not camp in that sin, we will not camp in our past, because that's where the Satan will have a stronghold on you. So oftentimes people look back and they look at, Failure in business, failure in relationships, maybe something went wrong at a church, now they declare, I'll never go to church again, Christians are just like this, Christians are like that, Christians also make mistakes, so we all make mistakes, so the important thing is to look past the failure and say, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, that failure wasn't necessarily uh, a, a bad thing. You know, oftentimes we try and run away from trials and tribulations. We try and get rid of these things. We say, no, I'm born again. Why does my situation not change? If you allow that challenge, that trial that comes into your life to grip your heart, you must know that you have to hang on to Jesus Christ to get that out of your heart. You cannot hold on to that. So when these trials and tribulations come, they're there to prepare you. They're there to just strengthen your prayer life. So don't look at that failure. Jesus Christ has paid the price in full. There's no reason for us to think that he, 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 he was crucified only halfway. He went the full way. It was paid in full. He didn't call down the angels just before he died. He died. His body was broken. His blood was shed. Today we're also going to take part in the Holy Communion. And then we have to remember, Lord, thank you for this that you've done. You've set me free from all these things. All the bad things of my past, all the things of my future. Amen. So hold on to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that our hearts condemn us. Amen. So your hearts will condemn you of all these things that you've done wrong. Oftentimes when you see the people in prayer line, their hearts are still condemning them. So they haven't yet, you know, moved on from these things. They haven't yet. They're short-sighted and sometimes blind. That's what the scripture says. You've just forgotten that the Lord have cleansed you from your old sins. So if it's the things in the past, leave them in the past. So when your heart starts to condemn you, remember that the word of God says, God is bigger than your heart. So it doesn't matter what happens in your heart. It doesn't matter how your heart screams out for this things in the, these things in the past. God is bigger than your heart. And so is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ does not consult your past when he determines your good future. Amen? Do you know that? Put up your hand if you know Jesus doesn't consult your past to determine your good future. Amen. So why do you then keep telling other people what happened in their past? I think that's key. You know, the Lord says, if you want grace, have grace. So if you want grace, have that same grace towards others. Remember, remember it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So when we started, even before we were born again, We did so many things wrong. Even after you got born again, you still do things wrong, which God doesn't remind us of. So let's allow other people to walk from glory to glory and strength to strength in Christ like we have that same opportunity. So let us not condemn others. The Word of God says in Romans 8 verse 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing. So there's no reason for us to look back to the things that we've done. Now we're going to read Philippians 3, verse 12. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? So look at a few key things here. Forget the things that are behind me. That's important. That's an instruction from the Word of God. The next thing is, I press towards the goal. What is the goal? The goal is the path that Jesus Christ has set out for you. There can only be one goal, and it's the communal goal, what God has planned for you and Him together. Amen? And then it says, uh, so I press toward the goal. There's endurance involved. So when these things happen in your life that are unchangeable events, not even your prayers are going to change it. The Lord Jesus Christ himself faced an unchangeable event the day that he was crucified. He said, Lord, if this cup can just pass me by, but let your will be done. Did the cup pass him by? No, the cup didn't pass him by. It was an unchangeable event. Because God knew what the goal was. He was looking at the end intended by the Lord. And that's why Jesus Christ died. He could call, the word says, I could have called down angels. But he didn't. Amen. Lesions of angels to come and free me from this. But he didn't because he saw the end intended by, by his father God. Amen. So when you're in a situation like that. You know, we need to, he says, forgetting the things which are behind. Pastor Bernard taught us, he said, you must almost have divine amnesia. Well, you can't, you know, wouldn't it be great if the Lord just says, none of you will remember your past. Imagine how great the future would be. Amen. So we only mention our past when when it glorifies the name of God. So if stealing, killing, destruction, the things of Satan, still persists in your life after you were born again, there's one thing that remains. You have to get deliverance. Amen. It's not a shame to be delivered. It's a shame not to be delivered. Amen. And pastor always says, I've only done deliverance on Christians. So don't think because you're a Christian you can't be delivered, you can't have a demon. These things can be tormenting you in your life. We know it. And sometimes we're very ignorant towards spiritual things that we don't see these, these things for what it is because of the, the power of sin is in its secrecy. So if you're sitting with this little baby sin that you're still nursing a little bit, you come to the prayer line, Lord, you know, do this, do that, you know, I want to be freed, but you don't reveal this thing, Jesus cannot heal it. So whatever you reveal, Jesus can heal. Amen? So when you go before the Lord, the Lord knows all the things that you've done. Lay it there in front of the cross, because the the Word of God says it was paid in full, the price was paid in full, not halfway. So put that one little thing or those two or three things that are still standing between you and eternal life. Put it at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. There where the blood is running, where the blood can cleanse it, where the blood can free you up. Amen? So the key is you have to be born again. So even after the service today, there will be an opportunity for you if you're not born again or you want to recommit your life to God to do it. Because if you want to get these things of the past behind you, you have to be born again. So don't take it lightly. You know, If you're not born again, just do it. You've got nothing to lose. You have to disconnect yourself from the past. What was one of the first things that Jesus said to his disciples? When I, when I die, go out and cast the demons out. He says, set people free. Set the captives free. Bring liberty, freedom. So all these things holding us back, if it persists, Go for that deliverance. Let those demons be cast out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? With power from above. So that's why it's so important that we stay so close to the Lord Jesus Christ that we can break these curses. Oftentimes, there's a family curse. Someone cursed your family. And you have to get those ties and that bondage broken once and for all. Amen? All right, so now we're going to read from Hebrews 12 from verse 1. So can you now see how the Word of God equips you? And how the Word of God instructs you to put these things in the past? How to forget these things? And how not to forget how Jesus Christ then died for all these things in your life already? Amen? So Hebrews 12 from verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. There's another instruction, lay it aside, put it away, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. In other words, it's not going to be easy. There's a race before us, there's there's a lot of things that have to take place between now and when you go to heaven one day. But no one said it's going to be easy. So endurance, amen? All right, so it says, looking unto Jesus... The author and finisher of our faith. And what it says there is, if you battle, just ask the Lord Jesus Christ to see you through. He's the author, he's the finisher of your faith. So if you run out of faith, tap into Jesus Christ. If you want to see Jesus face to face, just open your Bible. Amen? If you want to read up on faith, Hebrews, read Hebrews. It, it will help you to set your faith, to cast it there. So it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured The cross. So that endurance in Christ's life was enduring crucifixion. So do you think that the crucifixion is less significant than the challenges that you are facing today? It's not, is it? So the things that you are facing, if you compare it to the death on the cross, how would you see your situation right now? So that which Christ has endured for you is what you have to take to get to a place where you can conquer all these things from the past. Then it says, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So after enduring all these things, he met up with his father in heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of God. The word of God says, making intercession for us, all our weaknesses. There's nothing, none of our weaknesses are not being interceded for right now. Nothing that's happened hasn't been died for. Nothing that's not going to happen, that's your weakness now. That weakness, Jesus Christ himself is sitting at the right hand of God now praying for you to make it, to see you through. All right, so looking back is a trap. So don't step into the trap of looking back. The the past is your Egypt. We said that. So the unchangeable events, you know what? The Lord says uh, that we must pray all the time. Amen. We must pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean that you mustn't pray in times of trouble. He says in times of trouble, I will be with you. So when you go, like Isaiah says, when you go through the waters, you will not drown. When you pass through the fire, you will not be burned. These are all things that the Lord says, I will see you through. Even in an unchangeable event, God has something at the end of that event. So be careful what you pray for. Be be careful what you try and pray out of your life. Because we know that in the University of God's kingdom, there's no double promotion. You're going to write every test and you have to pass every test. So you can choose to walk around the mountain a few times or you can choose to learn and move on. Amen. Many of us walk around the mountain many times and then some things are taught and some things are caught. So uh, sometimes we just don't catch it. Okay. So you will be tempted. When you're born again, it doesn't mean that the temptation now goes away. On the contrary, the temptation now gets even worse because Satan hates that. That is defeat in in Satan's life or in his realm that we've now been saved. So what is he going to do? He's going to refer to your past. You're so bad. How can you pray? You just had words with your husband. How can you do this? You just did this with a colleague. Amen? So don't look. Just repent and move on. I've I've shared the story with you where Pastor Belinda taught us in discipleship classes where she said, if you're wrong, repent and change. If you're not wrong, if you're right, Jesus himself will vindicate you. So don't worry. You don't have to vindicate yourself all the time. Just go on your knees and pray. The thing is with true repentance is a change of heart and a change of character. It doesn't mean that you can quickly sin and repent and then sin, sin better and repent again. So, so repentance means that it's, it's accompanied by a change of heart and a change of character and a change of your mind, change of action. People must be able to see that you've repented. Amen. So don't pray away your unchangeable events. You will be tempted. The only thing is that because the devil has a hold on your past and not on your future, when you get tempted, you need to hold on to the Lord because the Lord holds your future in his hands. But between where you are now and where your future is, there are a lot of decisions that have to be made by you as a free moral agent. We're all free moral agents. We make our own decisions. The Lord says in the word of God, there's life and death. Choose life. If you choose death, you cannot blame Jesus Christ because you've chosen death. The Lord cannot deliver us from our friends. If you make something your friend, he cannot deliver you. We we need to humble ourselves part ways with these things and move on. We can be delivered from things but not our friends. So if you make something your friend, you cannot be delivered from it. You must make a decision to move away from these friends of yours. It doesn't matter what the friend is, whether it's alcohol, smoking, drinking, short temper, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. So the trials and tribulation will not go away. So once again, it's just very important. So now we see how much grace we need from the Lord Jesus Christ. But now we also realize how much grace we must give to others. Because you can walk out the church right now, and your husband, your wife, your child, someone can, a random uh, uh, driver can pass here and just make you cross. You know, like Pastor explained to us the other day about this, the people um, doing wrong and then giving you, Giving you signals that they are unhappy about the action. So let's not do that. Let's let's act in the opposite spirit. I think that's the key between Christianity and many other religions. Is we can act in the opposite spirit. Amen. So when that change of heart and character comes, when you get born again, where in the past you had, you cursed, you can now bless. Where you stole in the past, you can now give someone something. You know. So it's, it's a total change of heart. It's a change of mind, a renewal of your body, your soul, your mind, your heart. We all know that everything that's not rooted in God will not necessarily end well. Amen? So if you start a business, if you're going to a marriage, if it's not rooted in Christ and it doesn't work out, why do we always blame the Lord Jesus Christ? Why do we blame God? So the key is, get the things that you want to do rooted in Christ. If you're unsure about the partner, ask the Lord. Like the pastor says, you know, I might be single, but I'm not desperate. I'm not just going to take anyone and take an unsaved guy and try and pray him right, you know, after we get married. It's not the right way. It's not rooted in Christ. You cannot be unequally yoked. Not in business, not in marriage, not in anything that you have to do. It doesn't mean, however, that we only have to have saved people as friends. We must still aim to get Our unsaved friends saved. It doesn't mean that you now do the things that they do to get them saved or to get them befriended. No, it's not what it's saying. So we also know that there are four types of people. Those who add and multiply and those who subtract and divide. All relationships are mutual. If after a while you see that this relationship is one-sided, they're just detracting and, and dividing from you and not multiplying and adding to your life, you know, cut loose. Cut loose from those things. It's time to move on. So for gold to be gold, you all know gold. Uh, Most of the ladies here are wearing gold or some precious metal. So uh, gold and precious metals, for gold to be gold, it has to pass through the fire. Because when it passes through the fire, it goes from just being a mineral, dirty mineral in rock or in other things, and it burns off the impurities. Amen? So you going through a tough situation means that maybe God is just burning off some impurities. Amen? So when that gold gets burnt, The gold is never destroyed. It just gets purer. So when you go through your situation, see it as a purification process where all these things get burnt away. So it will not destroy you. It will not destroy the gold. It will just purify you. So affliction can test you, but it will not destroy you. So don't see affliction as a permanent situation. See it as purification because we know that Romans 8.28, we're going to read that right now as well. So Romans 8.28 says, All things work together to those who love God. So in that purification process, no matter how it's burning while you're being purified, just know that it will work together for the good because you're a child of the Most High God. So God is working out a plan for you, irrespective of what you think. We all know when you're in the midst of that burning fire, it burns, it's hot, it's uncomfortable. It feels like... You know, the things of the past might be burning you. Whatever it is, don't let it overwhelm you. Just know that the Lord will see you through. God always makes a plan. He said, for every challenge that you'll get, He'll show you the way out. That's why you have to stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ, that He can show you the way out of that situation. And then Isaiah 43 verse 18, if we can just go there quickly, please. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So if you feel that you're in the desert right now, trust and believe that the Lord Jesus Christ will bring the river in your desert. Let us not walk in our past. Let us put our past behind us. And let us see what we can do to create the good future with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.